Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? We are back with episode three of the Endless Competing Sports Podcast. I am your host, Will Hempill, of course. It's kind of weird talking to you guys this early. I'm recording this on Monday at uh, currently four o'clock Eastern time. Uh, and, you know, usually we upload every Friday, kind of a weird one, but I thought I would change it to two weeks. If you listen to the last episode, then you heard all that. And I thought two weeks would just be better as far as like consistency. And I don't really have much going on. So I just thought this would be a good way to um, keep the consistency, keep pushing out content um, and just really grow the brand a little bit faster, a little bit more um, in hopes of hopefully getting big enough. That My goal for this whole thing is to hopefully get media credentials at some point. So that way we can go to like bigger events, start making relationships, connections and just grow this together. You know, like at this point, we're a family. Might as well just stick it out. Um, so right now I'm on vacation. I'm currently in Puerto Rico. Um, by the way, if you were listening, shout out my guy, Chris, my guy, Chris picked us up at the airport and he brought us all the way to our, uh, resort that we're staying at. It was about an hour away from the airport. My guy was a G, uh, I was telling about the podcast and everything. And he was like, man, you got to give me the info. I gave him the info, another follower, another listener. Uh, hopefully he enjoyed it. I don't know if he listened to one yet, but hopefully he did. Um, but a lot going on in just this half week since I last talked to you guys. Last episode I recorded on Thursday. You know, a lot of things can happen in 24 hours. Of course, this past weekend we did have UFC 291. Um, a lot of news with running backs, Jonathan Taylor especially. Uh, a couple different NFL signings. We're hearing a lot of rumors with Dalvin Cook to the Jets. Like, what's going on with that? Um, and then, of course, uh, a lot a lot of different things. One of the craziest stories, a, a rookie retired. That Like, that's just weird to me. And then, of course, if you missed it, which you shouldn't have, Thursday night slash Friday morning at midnight, uh, Travis Scott and Post Malone both dropped their albums. Um, and I'm not going to lie, fire. Absolutely amazing. I can't help but love the both of them. Um, Travis Scott's is definitely better, but Post Malone's was heavily slept on. I'm not going to lie. Post Malone's was heavily slept on. And... If you guys listen to episode two, we hit parlay of the day. So we should have more viewers on episode three. Because remember, like I said, if we hit parlay of the day. Guys, got to come back and listen to this next episode. If you did not catch it, we hit on a plus 628 odds from the last episode of parlay. I mean, what a what a cash. Absolutely amazing. We had the Cubs money line, which hit very easily. We had the Mets under nine runs, which that game only scored three runs. And then we had um, the uh, Guardian being the White Sox, which he beat them by seven. And if you guys didn't see, the White Sox actually made another trade, getting rid of another star pitcher for them. I mean, I guess they're going into rebuild. You know, with the hitters that they had and the pitchers that they had, you think they would kind of like trade some of their prospects and go all in, but I guess not. I guess they said, look, we're mediocre. We're not, we don't want to be mediocre anymore. Let's just restart. And I mean, Hey, if you want to be the worser team in Chicago, go ahead by all means. I think the Cubs are much better and I love watching the Cubs. Uh, I mean, the Cubs make me a lot of money if, to be quite frank. And I love Patrick wisdom uh, and Marcus Stroman, especially Marcus Stroman. You are a great pitcher, young man. And if you didn't kind of catch the hint, the Cubs are going to be in the parlay of the day. So we're going to get all into that right here on this episode, episode number three. Let's start off with UFC 291. Uh, absolute heartbreak from a, a Louisiana fan, personally. I mean, absolute freaking heartbreak. Justin Poirier goes down in the second round 
to a head kick by Justin Gaethje. I mean, that was just, oh, that, that hurt me deep down. But it happens. It happens to the best of them. But kind of interesting quote, uh, Dustin Poirier said after the fight uh, on his loss, he was like, bro, where I come from, I've already won. I mean, he's not wrong. He's literally already won. Whatever he does, he's already caught the W. Like, from Lafayette and where he is now, it's just nobody. It's unheard of. You know, it's just crazy. Um, I mean, dude literally made $1.9 million in a matter of, what, eight and a half minutes? Not even? Like, that's legit. Um, And kind of another crazy stat, he got paid more money than Gaethy, and Gaethy beat him. He got paid 1.9, and Justin only got paid 1.7. That, look, and I mean, but obviously he's bringing in more of the pool. He's more of that bigger name. Now, I do still think he deserves a BMF belt just because of who he is. I get he lost the fight and everything, but I ain't gonna lie. That's a bad dude. That's a bad dude. And, uh, I mean, I actually go way back. Uh, I, I don't know Dustin personally, but so my aunt is a physical therapist and she used to work him out and like massage him and, you know, take care of him as far as like recovery and physical treatment and everything. So I was kind of a fan of him on the come up. I remember back whenever I was like, what, 12 or something, he had like a fight, like an amateur fight in Lafayette. And she took me to go watch it. Like, we got front row seats and everything. It was legit. It was so cool. Bro got a W. It was massive. Super lit. And um, so, like, that was, I was like, oh, I guess dude is nice. And then, uh, you know, fast forward a bunch of years, I was working cashier at my previous job. And, of course, I get so freaking unlucky. He goes to the girl right behind me, right next to me, and checks out with her. Like I look back and I look and I see the tattoos and he's wearing a he's kind of wearing a tank top so I could see you know the chest tat and I was like I look at what oh, is this Dustin no way bro it's not Dustin but of course we don't have our phones at the job like they kind of take our phone whenever we first clock in so I couldn't ask for a picture bro I was so sad I was so sad that day I was like bro like literally. I, I, I introduced myself and I shook my hand and I was like, dude, like, you're legit. Like, I don't know if you remember my aunt, like, kind of reconnect like that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember her and everything. But, like, super dope dude. Super cool dude. Very nice guy. Um, And, of course, in Louisiana, we have Mardi Gras on parades and everything. And he was he's honored at parades. Like, he'll ride in the Jeeps and stuff and, you know, wave to you and throw stuff. Uh, The family super awesome. Super cool guy. Uh, Definitely the baddest dude in the MMA, though. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, Justin won, but. That that dude Dustin Diamond for you is something else. Um, kind of to pull away from the main event, uh, Bobby Green and Tony Ferguson. Absolute was it was a great fight. I'm not gonna lie. Tony Ferguson had a real nice hook that brought Bobby Green to the ga- down uh, to the ground, and you thought like the ref was gonna call it at that after he threw another follow up punch, but like they kept going, and Bobby Green ended up battling back. Of course, Tony Ferguson was a huge underdog in that fight. But I had Tony Ferguson win it. I'm not going to lie. But, of course, after five straight losses, I was like, there's no way he catches a sixth one. And, of course, he just happened to catch a sixth straight loss. But it happens. It's cool. But I was a great great fight. That was a great fight. And then, of course, Kevin Holland had a great fight as well. I am very high on Kevin Holland. I mean, I am super freaking high. I love that dude. Um, Michael Chisea, uh, Chisea, if you guys didn't hear, apparently... 
I don't think he was supposed to fight on 291. I think he got a uh, he got kind of last minute because from what I was reading some reports and they said in UFC 290, whenever Bo Nichols' opponent backed out, uh, he offered to like you know he's like I'll do it, like I'll fight him, I don't care. And they told him no, and they ended up getting somebody else. But I think it was because they had plans of throwing him on this card. And uh, Kevin Holland, of course, had the submission, um, which was a great job. Uh, I mean, it was rather a quick one. But I, I love Kevin Holland. I loved him whenever he's on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Dana White talk about him, but he was like, at first, they didn't really like Kevin Holland because he kind of rubbed it in your face. But after a while, it kind of grew on you. And you're like, wait, this, is actually, this guy is actually pretty cool. So that that happens. But, you know, um, the, uh, of course, and all of the winners, by the way, you make big money in the UFC. I'm not going to lie. But I didn't realize, apparently, if you win the fight, a lot of times, the bonus is only like 50000 Not even nothing crazy. Thought it was a lot more than that um but i thought i thought it was more and that's why i was kind of surprised whenever i saw dust Poirier got paid literally 200 grand more than justin i was like he lost and he still got paid more huh, he right he really is winning i'm not gonna lie he is real right now of course Derek, man big bad Derek. this guy my balls is hot you know what i'm saying Derek lewis defeat marcos in very very fast fashion I mean, absolute quick fashion. Um, I think it was, what, like 48 seconds or something? Nothing crazy. Um, but, of course, dude runs out there and throws a freaking flying knee. Like, bro, you was that big. You should not be doing that. Um, but, I mean, jeez. <laughs> they came up and they was like, hey, bro, like, what, what was he thinking right there? And he was like, honestly, bro, I just want to throw something and see if it hit. And it hit. And I just followed up with it. And then, of course, if you guys did not watch his celebration after, you have to go watch this man's celebration. Of course, he's known for the Tony for the uh, not Tony. I was about to say Tony Ferguson. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Uh, he's known for, you know, taking his shorts off. And he's like, my balls. Are hot. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen that interview, but he literally took his pants off and started like swinging them around and stuff like, dude, that was hilarious. I was laughing so hard watching that. Um, but Derek Lewis, a bad Bad man in the heavyweight division. All right. It's a bad dude. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see an Aaron Donald versus Eric Lewis fight. I, I hey, I that's a good fight. I get Aaron Donald ain't really got the hands like that because he ain't you know train like Derek Lewis. My guy, you you a couple months. That'll be a good fight. That will be a good fight. Um another one, uh the kind of right underneath the main card, uh the main event is uh Alex Perea. Defeated uh Mr. Jan. Alex Perea moves to eight and two uh in MMA, five and five and one uh in UFC. So as far as your debut in light heavyweight, you uh you can ask for better kind of winning in split decision always sucks. And well, losing in split decision especially really sucks. But it happens. Um I I had I had him winning in decision, so I'm I'm cool with it. You know, I I made somebody, so I'm cool with it. Um but it, I feel bad because uh, his opponent literally has lost five of his seven losses in the UFC have all come by decision, which freaking sucks. It's like, dude, throw a bone or something. But that was a very close fight. I mean, it was a split decision. You know, it wasn't unanimous or anything. So it was definitely a close fight. But UFC 291 overall, I would say top three card this year. Would, it, would anybody? I, I think that's fair. Top three card this year. That's valid. That's a valid take. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of your opinion, but I, I'm a big Dustin Poirier fan. So obviously he has my flowers already, but 
I just thought with all the cards, you know, you had you had Kevin Holland, you got Tony Ferguson, and then Derek Lewis, and then Perea, and then Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. Like that was a really, really great card. I honestly thought somebody was gonna get bumped off because of how well the card was, but hey, Dana White kept it, and I'm I'm not complaining one bit. I'm not complaining one freaking bit. Um, in other news, let's uh switch to the NFL. A lot of news coming from running backs. A lot of news. If you guys haven't seen, which I'm sure you have, Jonathan Taylor first requested a trade. Suppo- like These are all, everything I'm saying is supposedly, um, but who knows, man? Everybody likes to twist words, especially rich people. They love, the, the rich always win, okay? And if you haven't seen, Jonathan Taylor requests a trade. He's not a big fan of where the Colts are going. And all, all due respect, I totally agree. And also, they're not giving him an extension. So he's like, man, get me out of here. Somebody's going to give me an extension. If it's not going to be you guys. I'm going to find somebody who will. And, and the owner comes out, and he's like, we're not trading him. Not now, not in October, not in November. Never. We're not We're not trading him. Which the, um, the Colts owner has always kind of been like that. Um, uh, Jim Ursay, if we're being specific, you want me to start calling by the name, Mr. Jim, uh, is has always been a little bit of a uh, a harder kind of guy, as far as like he's real strict and he he very very rarely budges. Um, and I, I guess that comes from uh you know the Colts history with Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, one of the greatest QB wide receiver duos ever to grace the field. Um, he he's kind of always been about like you know like I pay you the money, do your job. And so, I mean, I don't like being helped, me personally. So imagine you're working a job and your job's not willing to give you a raise. Well, there's this other company that will, but you have to get your current job to sign off and let you go work over there. A lot of times, if they don't sign off, it's basically the same thing. They're basically saying, okay, you have a better chance here of doing something great, but you're a little too valuable, so we're keeping you here. And because you signed that contract, I don't got to do nothing. What you have to do is listen to me. So then supposedly comes out, Jonathan Taylor's like, yeah, bro, I got a back injury. Like, I'm not feeling good. Uh, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'll show up, but I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to play right now. And they're like, oh, okay, want to do that. And Mr. Jim goes, if you want to do that, then I'll put you on the PUP list. Which is a uh, specifically so I'm sure you guys if you guys have done a fantasy draft like recently, like in the last couple of days, maybe last week or something, they on a couple of players like Brees Hall specifically, it has a PUP, which is uh, it's kind of dignified as like a non football injury. Um, and I guess you could deem the the one that's coming to my head that's happened as of recently is uh, Naheem Hines. He's uh, jet skiing, and then somebody drives a jet ski literally, like, basically right at him. I think they hit a wave, and then they hit him, and his knee just, like, blows out, and apparently he's out for the season. Um, that's kind of a PUP injury, but I don't think the Bills are, like, putting him on PUP. I think they're still going to give him his money uh, or apply for, like, medical uh, help from the NFL to pay for that, uh, to pay him, pay him his contract, because... Literally, dude didn't do anything wrong. 
But the thing about back and hamstring injuries, why we hear those so often, is because as a trainer, you can't really tell if a guy has a back or a hamstring injury. Obviously, you can tell whenever it's like super serious, but if it's something minor, like say you deadlifted a little too much or you squatted and you kind of you kind of flattened your back out, you can't tell that you have a an injury. You know, you can't tell that you have a back injury or anything. Or if like you pulled your hamstring, you can't tell that you pulled your hamstring. Like it's just tight. Okay, but everybody's hamstrings are tight. So like there's nothing. So a lot of times they can't really tell. So they can't say whether this guy's actually injured or this guy can actually play. At the end of the day, you are the only person that knows how you feel. You 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 are the only one that controls, you know, whether you play or not. Um so that's why we hear a lot of back and uh, hamstring injuries a lot of times because trainers literally can't diagnose you. They're just like, look, coach, he's feeling some kind of pain. He's saying he don't, you know, he doesn't think you should practice just because he don't want to injure. He doesn't want to, you know, do too rough. And the coach is like, dang, um, okay. And a lot of times you really hear that from big er um, players because, and the reason why they do this, I'm going to get into this right now, is if they, if you say that you have an injury, you know, you're in your back, your hamstring, whatever. Then they're like, okay, we'll put him on the injured list, like the inactives. It's fine. But he collects his money. That's the thing. You're not playing, you're not practicing, but you're collecting all your money. And that's how a lot of guys get their money, even though they're not doing nothing. A lot of times, if you get like seriously injured and they can tell you're injured, they cut your pay. Because a lot of times they'll have the clause in your contract like, oh, you had to play so many games. Or if you get injured, then we only have to pay you half of your money, which is why we see these fully guaranteed QB contracts. It's like, whoa, that's crazy. Like Deshaun Watson got his fully guaranteed contract. So whether he's injured on the PP list, whatever, he's getting his money because it's fully guaranteed. But of course, Jonathan Taylor's on this rookie deal and none of his, I, I mean, some of his money is guaranteed, of course, but I, I, not most of it is, you know, and that's just how it rolls, especially for rookies, because a lot of things can happen with rookies. And it just, it's a whole spiral. So very rarely do rookies get a full guaranteed contract. I want to say either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud did, but I'm not 100% sure. But I want to say one of them got a fully guaranteed contract. I don't know. Either way, they both got a very big bag. Um, I'm sure you guys saw the contract details on that. That was pretty impressive. Uh, but it happens. And um, sorry about that. I was messing with something. So... How this all works is he go, if he puts him on the PUP list, he doesn't have to pay him a lick. But then Jonathan Taylor tweets out, and he's like, never said I had a back injury. Never said I had a hamstring injury. They're just making up words. It's like, whoa, this is real drama. Like, this is crazy. So basically, he's saying, I never said I was injured. They are saying that, and now they're trying not to give me my money. But at the end of the day, it's like, JT, are you really going to practice, though? We haven't seen him practice in training camp or anything, so who knows? Um, but I'll I'll probably have some more info on that on Friday whenever I get you guys the fourth episode. But as of right now, kinda, it's kind of shaky what's going on in Indianapolis. Somebody check that out. If you're a Colts fan, you might want to run over to the facilities and see if you can get that figured out if you want your running back to stay. Um. In other news, uh, in other news, ooh, sorry, uh, Leonard Fournette actually has uh, is uh, is unsigned. Um, I want to say Kareem Hunt is still unsigned. There's a bunch of running backs who are just on the market and they're not getting any kind of interest. Uh, Dalvin Cook is getting a lot of interest, uh, specifically from the Jets. He's getting specifically a lot of interest from the Jets. So that's pretty dope. Um, 
I mean, if you're a Jets fan, if you're a Patriots fan or anything else, that's probably not as dope, but it happens. So for all the fans who are, you know, anything but Jets fans, a little rough, especially my AFC guys, you know, me specifically, I'm not crazy about it. Uh, it kind of sucks because it, of course, hurts our chances at winning another Super Bowl. But if they get Dalvin Cook, are they... There's Super Bowl winners, right? Because they're contenders, and then there's winners. The Chiefs are winners. Are the Jets winners now? I don't know. I mean, any team with A-Rod honestly has a chance. Of course, in more recent years, he's kind of been a, a conference championship guy. But who knows? Maybe with the younger guys, that stud of a defense, maybe he could get it done. Maybe he get a second ring. Maybe he get the young guys their first ring. I think either way, it's going to be a, a great team. Now, I don't know if you guys saw, but I'm pretty sure. Now, this was a report. I don't remember if it was from an accurate source or not, but supposedly Aaron Rodgers reconstructed his deal to where he's making like no money this year. He's making basically no money. But next year, he's supposed to get paid like 100 mil to finish off his two year contract. And he's like, whoa, wait, what? So we'll have to see what happens with that. But supposedly he's only getting like two mil this year. And the next year he's supposed to get like 105. Um, but like I said, I don't know if that's true because that seems outrageous. Uh, but of course that would decrease, uh, that would make a lot of cap room for the jets to, you know, go sign people like Dalvin cook or somebody very helpful. But here's my other thing. Dalvin cooks, a great player. Don't get me wrong. Dalvin cook is a top five running back in the league. You have Brees Hall. So why are you spending this money when you have Brees Hall and, don't forget, Michael Carter? I, like, I, I just don't get it. Now, again, Brees Hall's coming off an ACL injury. You don't know if he's going to be the same, but it's like, dang, y'all really switching on, on bros that fast? But, I mean, hey, I get Aaron Rodgers not going to be here for long. Brees, Hill, Brees Hall will probably be here for a little bit. He'll be, he's here for at least three years. If you give a fifth-year option, that's for another, another year. Um, but it's like, is... Uh, are you really, you know, are you going to sign Dalvin Cook and just win a ring this year and get another one for A-Rod before he calls it quits? You know, who knows? And does A-Rod retire after this year if he gets a ring? Um, that's another big question that nobody's really addressing that I feel like should be addressed. Because, uh, I mean, me personally, I always want to end on a high note. You know, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving the basketball court unless until I hit the shot. I'm not leaving the football field until I catch that last pass. You know, like. That's how it works. That's what competitors are. They don't want to leave on a bad note. You know, like Peyton Manning, as far as like recent memory, is kind of one of the guys that I've remembered that has left on that high note of winning a ring. And he's like, all right, I'm out. You know, but sometimes like Aaron Donald, people get greedy and they want to run it back, whatever. No, bro, you're not running it back. You should have retired. But, you know, now he's stuck on a team that's getting four to six wins a year. And it's like, why am I doing this? Like, you could have ended on a high note, but I get it. I mean, like, Dude's still a stud, don't get me wrong. Still one of the best DNs in the league. I'd say top three? Top four if you're counting Micah Parsons. If you're not counting Micah Parsons, he's top three. Because I think it goes like Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, and then Aaron Donald. But different discussion for a different day. Um, but like I said, I mean, they have Brees Hall and Michael Carter. I don't know why you'd want to go sign Dalvin Cook. But, hey, if you can get a top five running back, go get go get a top five running back and just win a ring, you know. Like I said, get your bag and then win a ring. But how much less money is Dalvin Cook going to take to go win a ring is the real question. 
because a lot of people are different. You know, we saw Russell Westbrook go from 45 plus mil a year. Now he's making 4.5 mil a year and he wants to try and win a ring. You know, so how big of a pay cut does he take? From what I heard, the Vikings had a very nice offer on the table, but I don't think he's going to take that because he don't think he don't see winning a ring with them, which is totally understandable. Uh, you know, seeing Kirk Cousins, how he prepares and everything, I wish that he would win a ring, but I don't see the Vikings winning a ring anytime soon. I think as soon as his rookie contract is up, Jay Dennis is out of there and he's going to try and win a ring somewhere. But who knows? Uh, you know, if they give him enough, a big enough bag, he'll probably be like, huh, I mean, that's a lot of money. I might as well just stay. You know, I got all my stuff here instead of moving it. Might as well just stay. Uh, but that's a that's a whole nother story. Uh, let's transition over to the NBA. Um, I mean, an absolute blasphemous list. Now, this is in no particular order. This is from my man, Dr. J. Uh, Mr. Julius Irvin, absolute stud back in his day for the 76ers, basically created um, show-stopping dunks, if I had to be honest. He basically was the first elite dunker in the league, like on some Zach Levine stuff. Uh, his his list, and once again, this is in no particular order, is Jerry West, Oscar Robertson, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Green, Magic, Carl Ballone, and Tiny Archibald. Absolute blasphemous of a list. Okay. First of all, Elgin Baylor should not be here. Nope. Elgin Baylor should not be here. Jerry West should not be here. Nope. Tiny Archibald? Heck no. Oscar Robertson? You could make an argument. I don't think he's in the top 10, though. I don't think he's in the top 10, top 15, possibly top 20, for sure. But top 10 is crazy. You're missing players like Shaq, Kobe, Oh, I don't even got to say it. Y'all already know he missed a Bron Bron. the king, you know. Like, how you going to miss Bron Bron? You, I, I, you are a LeBron hater. Bro, you could be the biggest hater on the planet. You cannot deny LeBron's greatness, bro. The all-time leading scorer in the NBA has been to 10 different finals. Now, granted, he's only won four of them. Check back, bro. Go get your one next year. But... I mean, you, you can't deny his greatness. I mean, you, you can't deny it. So not having him in your top 10 is absolutely crazy. Uh, like me personally, my GOAT is Russell Westbrook. That's because my favorite player. Realistically, the best player to ever play in the NBA is LeBron James. And you not having him in your top 10 is crazy. Okay? He needs to be in everybody's top five at the least. He needs to be in everybody's top five at the least. I really want to say top three. But I'll be nice to some of y'all, and I'll say he needs to be in the top five. But I feel like he should be in the top three of every single person's list. But, you know, that, that's another story. So, once again, you are missing guys like LeBron, Shaq, Kobe. Uh, I mean, that's just something that's, like, coming straight off the noggin. Uh, I mean, I think I think uh, Wilt should stay. Michael George stay. Kareem should stay. Magic, I'm cool with staying. I feel like Carl Malone is a little crazy. But he scored a lot of points. So if you want to put him at 10, okay, cool. And then Bill Russell being here, you know, Bill was just a legend. If you win 13 rings, I I, I got to put you in my top 10 just because you legit. You know, you just a stud. So uh, RIP Bill Russell, man. Uh, all peace and love. You know, hope you're having a great time. But, I mean, this is just a, a crazy list. Um, and then Big O, I get it, like, Runner up and triple doubles and everything, and like what he did for uh, Milwaukee and stuff was legit. 
But, like, that's just crazy. I, from somebody with as much knowledge and as much love for the NBA, I ain't gonna lie, Dr. J, you missed with that one. You missed really bad with that list. Um, so maybe uh, let's hit him up and uh, let's see if we can get like a top 20. Let's see if LeBron breaks, breaks the top 20. See if Kobe or Shaq breaks the top 20. I'm, I'm going to need to see that. I'm going to need to learn that. Okay. Because I, I really got to see that. I really need to see that uh, information. Where where does he have them? Where does he have them? And like, and like I said, this is not a particular order. Like he does not have Jerry West as the best player to ever play in the NBA. That's just his top 10. But, you know, that's, that's his own thing. Um, and to kind of, uh, keep it on the NBA somewhat, uh, Rod Wave Elite caught their first L in play, um, to, uh, Drifty Elite. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but, uh, they played four different tournaments and they caught, they won the championship in all four of them. Now, don't get me wrong. Rod Wave Elite has some ballers. Trey Parker being one of the ones come off. And of course you can't forget Nelson. Nelson don't be getting playing time like that, but still, they have ballers on that team, and they have people who come and play for them like one game and then go play with another team, like whatever. But you can't deny that they have studs on that team. And so, of course, they've won four straight, um, you know, tournaments. And, like, of course, that, that's going to happen if you have, like, quite literally the best 18U players in the world. Uh, of course, you're going to win uh, those tournaments with ease. They play their fifth one against Drifty Elite. Now, if you guys saw, but I want to say his name is Jakir or something like that dude has a junk dunk package. He played with them in Atlanta in their fourth tournament where they ended up winning that one with super ease. Uh, and he ends up going play with Drifty Elite out in L.A. on this tournament this past weekend. And they end up beating Rod Wade by like 20 plus. Now, it, it was they said it was chippy. It was rocky. Um, but I mean, you can't deny losing by 20 plus points. Um, but but how much damage that Rod Wave Elite did to some of the other teams, uh, it kind of deserved it. But I love Ken Wilder's videos, so I ain't going to hate uh, Rod Wave Elite, though. I mean, you should be happy with four championships and four tournaments and five tournaments. I mean, that and the runner up in the fifth one, either way, you got to be happy. Now, the YouTube video is going to be crazy. Y'all better watch out for that. Ken Wilder on YouTube. That one's going to be wild. But Kind of uh, interesting to see for sure uh, what happened with that one. And kind of move on to the next one. An absolute shocker of a story. Uh, a rookie retired. Th that is really, really weird to say. But rookie fullback out of um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was uh, an undrafted rookie. You know, he wasn't drafted or anything. But still, uh, that's just weird, right? And I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I feel like every kid has a stream of like being a pro athlete and everything. But I feel like losing. But I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like you you get signed and you get on a team and like you literally retire after like a month or two. Like that's just weird. Um, and of course he was love. He like fans actually liked him. Fans were like, this guy's cool because he came from Iowa, so he's basically right down the road. And if you can't, if you don't know a picture of this guy, you got to look him up. His, uh, his name is Monte Potterbaum. I'm not gonna lie. A W last name, Potterbaum. It's, it's kind of funny. Uh, it, he has a, a blonde mullet. Like dude, just looks like a guy that you want to hang out and you want to drink a beer with. He looks like a really dope guy. And he was the only fullback on the roster. 
they had they've had Derek Watt in previous years, but they let Derek Watt go, and so they ended up signing this guy. And he gets signed, and um, I think he had an injury in training camp, and they put him on the reserve slash uh, they put him on the reserve list, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm retired." So um, that's kind of interesting. I understand if uh, you know you get injured and you're like, "Okay, I can't do this anymore," but it's your first injury. Uh, and I don't even think it was anything like overly serious. Um, but maybe it was. I'm not I'm sure. It's it's a bunch of questions around it right now. There's a bunch of questions surrounding it. Like they, nobody even has like a full story. Like if you look it up, all they're saying is that he's you know retiring. But who knows what happened with that? Um, but as I'm not a Pittsburgh fan, but I'd love to see Pittsburgh team wins. I don't know why. I feel like that's the Pirates kind of talking. Um, but. And I, you know, maybe this is a reunion for Derek Watt. Uh, I think he was loved by Pittsburgh. And, of course, his brother's still there. So it's kind of like, let's bring him back. Because he's 30 years old. Uh, and he did he did have a team captain, uh, a team captain title. I don't think it was his past season. But he's had it at least once in previous seasons because of all his work on special teams. He has taken 2,000 snaps for the Steelers as far as, like, on offense and special teams in uh, all of his time in the NFL. So, I mean, I say bring him back. You know, fans love him. He's great on special teams. He's a veteran leader. I think there's nothing wrong with bringing him back, especially with this uh, with Monte retiring. But the other thing is, do they move Connor Hayward to fullback? I don't know if you know Cameron's little brother. He uh, he he came in the uh, draft as a tight end, and I want to say they moved him to H-back. Not 100% sure, but they were like, do they just move him to tight end and uh, move him to fullback and then get another tight end? Uh, that's a, that's another question. I think, uh, me personally moving a tight end to fullback, I'm not a big fan of it because a lot of times tight ends are taller. And if you want a fullback, bro, they gotta be like six foot and under, uh, because you want a shorter guy to just like chop a guy's knees or just absolutely blow him up. Because if you're getting a guy who's six, five, you know, two fifty ish going to get to D and who's usually about six, five, what, or six, four, maybe about like 290 300 close like somewhere around that it's kind of like you're setting yourself up for failure so me personally i always like to go for fullbacks who are about 511 um so i would i personally am not a big fan of tight ends moving to fullbacks i think if a tight end is going to move positions i think they should either depending on their speed move to a wide receiver or b d line no no tight end should really be moving to linebacker i don't think that's right um but that's me that's me. I but like I said, hopefully they go and pick up Derek Watt. Uh, I I love the guy. He was a really cool guy. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch any of his interviews, but super chill guy, super nice guy. Um, and of course, it's like bro, get him with his brother. You might as well. I mean, his brother is literally the best player on your team. Mika Fitzpatrick may be the best player on your team. That's arguable, but I'd say T.J. Watt's the best player on the team. It's only up to you guys. Might as well go pick up a Derek Watt and you know make the fans happy. Like you already lost Heinz Field. You know, the least you could do is go sign Derek Watt and make them happy and be like, look, we know y'all like this guy, so we thought we'd bring him back. You know, at, at least, at least do that. Um, but, you know, who knows what they do? I mean, it's like this guy did a lot in college. It's really was just his build as to, like, why he got a contract. And he made the, he, I mean, of course, they haven't come out with active rosters and cuts and everything yet. So, you know, who knows if he's going to make the 53 man. But if you're the only fullback on the roster, I feel like you're going to make the 53 man, even if you're just decent. It's not like you use a fullback a lot. You really just use him for special teams. But like I said, maybe him catching the injury, he was like, okay, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. But who knows? Uh, who knows what happens with that? We'll have to see. Uh, and I mean, 
maybe he like comes out of retirement because right now they have him like he's on the roster. Uh, it's called a reserve slash retired list, which really it's just the injured reserve. But they have him as like retired because he said he was retired. But who knows? He'll probably come out of retirement. I mean, me personally, my dream as a kid is becoming a pro athlete. You know, and like if that doesn't happen, and like if I get even if I'm undrafted, whatever, if I am on a team, bro, I'm putting everything into that team until they don't give me another contract. You know, and that, I mean, that's just me. I'm a competitor. You know, we endless competing out here. All we do is compete. So I but that's me. If I'm getting a contract, no matter if I'm injured or not, I'm putting my all into the team. If I'm injured, bro, I'm at every meeting. I'm helping every young guy. I'm helping. I'm trying to get information from every older guy and just be better mentally. And once I'm ready physically, I'm beating everybody up straight up. I mean, that, that's my that's my outlook on things is I am going to compete. I'm going to fight, but I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to help my team. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's business. It's business. Um, and maybe this is one of the best business food for him. Who knows what he has going on off the field? Maybe he has something a lot better to where like he doesn't have to get injured every week, uh, putting his life on the line and his body on the line. Uh, but who knows? Uh, kind of switch off from sports. Um, a big this past weekend was pretty solid. I'm not gonna lie. As far as like the UFC cards, um, and then uh, of course Barbie and Oppenheimer dropped two weekends ago, but they're still pretty hot. So you still got to give them their credits. Uh, when go watch the Barbie movie, pretty solid movie. I can't lie. Um, but I can, it, it wasn't that great. I'll probably give it like a six. And that's me being nice. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, but who knows what, what's going to happen with that. I was, I, I mean, of course they said it was a big, uh, the biggest opener in, you know, recent months, but I wasn't a big fan of it, but maybe that's because me, because I'm a guy. I probably should have gone watch Oppenheimer or something. One movie I'm excited for, though, Blue Beetle. I really like Marvel has a bunch of stuff. I had a bunch of stuff coming out. You know, they have all the phases and everything and all these different things. It's like, OK, like Marvel, you know, Marvel built themselves off the movies and like people just started playing the games and people started watching the TV shows. People started getting Disney Plus because the movies were so fire. I think DC moving into this is pretty dope. And I think they can compete with Marvel depending on what movies they put out. You know, they brought out Flash. Flash wasn't the greatest. I don't think they marketed well, but I also didn't think it, it, the story had a good plot. And that's me. I And I don't consider myself like a big movie review guy, but Flash just wasn't it. If you watch the TV show, and there's literally 13, like, it's I think it's 13. I don't know. It's, it's a high number for seasons for The Flash. I don't think it, bro, if a show, if a character has that many seasons on a show, they do not need a movie. I already know about these dudes every bit of life. You don't need to know. Like, you, you don't need to add somebody else. Like, I've already seen him face every single villain I could imagine. I've seen him face a mutant shark. I've seen him face a guy with telekinesis. Like, I've seen all these things on the TV show. You don't need to make a movie about it. No, I get he's the bigger of the DC. And of course, you know, like uh, Iron Man and like Spider-Man, like they have their own things, but it's like animated and it's like different. It, it, it's just a different show. But the movie was like too similar to where I was like, why am I watching this? Like I, I can just go watch it on Netflix for so many seasons and I'm basically getting just as much info. But super hype for Blue Beetle. I mean, I if you guys didn't play with him, like in one of their fighter games, that dude was legit. He was pretty dope. Uh, and I'm sure if you guys seen, they do have uh, Miguel from Cobra Kai is playing as Blue Beetle. Uh, great actor. 
great, great actor, and I think uh, he does really well in this movie. It's supposed to come out, I want to say, this coming weekend. Uh, going to be a good one. I want to try and take my girl to go watch that movie, uh, but kind of kind of rough because I did go watch uh, I did go watch Barbie with my sister, and she was upset because I didn't go watch it with her. But I mean, she was out of town, so who knows? Maybe she'll go watch it with me. Uh, it's not a Marvel movie, so she can't complain because she'd be like, oh, I don't want to go watch another Marvel movie. It's not a Marvel movie, okay? It's a superhero movie, but it's not a Marvel movie. So <laughs> we'll have to see what happens with that. But Blue Beetle, definitely kind of my uh, my pick of uh, what, what I'm going to be doing this coming weekend. Um, and I just, I've always been a fan. I personally have always been a fan of. I, I'm more of a Marvel guy than DC guy, but Blue Beetle specifically is always really dope. I, I mean, blue is kind of my favorite color, so any, like, blue character, I'm usually, like, attracted to them. Uh, not, not like, physically, but, you know, like, I like them. Uh, like, Lucario from Pokemon, that's probably my favorite Pokemon. I mean, he's not the greatest, but he's a great Pokemon. But I think it's just, like, what he, like, what he is and, like, what he does and his moves and everything. I think he's dope. I think Lucario is dope. Um... But, that, I mean, there's a lot of different things with that. Everybody has a lot of, you know, their own opinion and everything. Um, but I think Blue Beetle is going to be a great movie. Uh, definitely go check that one out. Uh, and, of course, music. We had Travis Scott drop Utopia. And we had Post Malone drop his album. Um, Utopia. Great, great album. Uh, kind of everything that happened with Travis Scott recently, you know, with the Astroworld stuff was really rough. Um, and it's weird because the last music that we got from Travis Scott was Astro World. You know, Astro World was kind of the last bit that we had heard of Travis Scott for a while, mainly because he was facing all the legal action from what happened Astro World, you know, from a concert standpoint, you know, people dying and people getting trampled and just that whole thing. It was very satanic and it was crazy. So a lot of legal action. And I assume that's why, uh, you know, him releasing more music took a while because, you know, from a legal standpoint, he just had a lot going on. His lawyer was probably like, look, bro, just take a break, chill out, enjoy some time with the kids. Uh, and I'll let you know whenever you get back in the stew. And bro's got in the stew and he cooked. I'm not going to lie. He had a lot of features. So he was giving a lot of money to people to come be on his songs. But man, all of those songs were bangers i mean every single one of those songs the only song that i would say that maybe wasn't a banger is k-pop k-pop was kind of like my l one but i mean i can't i can't even front that was a w album i mean album gets a 9.7 for me it was a great album uh my favorite one probably being twintopia uh you kind of go either way i also think his feature with drake was a good one i also thought meltdown was really good i mean i could go on and on and talk about this album Pretty much every single one of his songs was a W song. Uh, and I mean, even Utopia, even it being, quote unquote, the worst song, uh, it still was a good song. You know, for most albums, it could be could it could be seen as the best song. Uh, I, but like I said, on this one specifically, it had to be the worst song, which sucks because it does have Bad Bunny and The Weeknd on it. Um, but you know, it just it just wasn't hidden. It just wasn't hidden for me personally. Uh, and of course, you can't forget Fiend uh, by featuring Playboy Cardi and Sheck West. Uh, you know, it go Fiend, Fiend, and just it's the beat on the back end, man. Like the producing on this, this that song was just legendary. It was fire. Um, and of course, in some of the songs, I don't know if you guys heard, but he was like hinting about like what's going on in legal action. And he was also talking about his family. You know, he was talking about a lot of things that's just going on in his life and like why he's been away from the game. 
Uh, and specifically, I, I would say thank God kind of like brings that to light. You know, he talks about it. Thank God how he's like, you know, he is like, it's a first off, it was collaboration with Kanye. And of course, it was featuring K Psy. Uh, but it's just like, you know, like a lot's going on and I can't I can't do anything but just thank God for, you know, what he's done for me. And, you know, it basically got him out the jam. So that was, you know, W, I mean, W music and the meltdown with Drake was a very W song. Uh, maybe Drake will play it on his uh, tour. Close. Uh, I think it'd be a good, you know, bring Travis Scott out, especially if you go to Houston, bring Travis Scott out and y'all play meltdown together. Oh, my gosh. I yo, Drake, if you do that. You got it from this podcast. You welcome. That's that's the W idea. And you know, when his show in Houston, pull out Travis Scott and be like, hey bro, let's play it. And then I ain't gonna lie, the crowd would go dumb. The crowd would go absolutely crazy if he did that. I'm not even gonna front. I would go crazy if I was there. I'd be like, what? Not as crazy. But uh who knows? But like I mean that that would be fire. That would be dope. Um but can't forget about Post Malone's album. Uh, Post Malone's album was amazing. Um, definitely a sleeper pick. As far as like from what I've heard is people haven't really, people either haven't listened to it yet or they just automatically assume it's going to be trash um, because of the kind of work that uh, Post Malone has put out recently. Um, but I I thought it was a great album. Me personally, I've always been like a Post Malone fan. So I, I thought I, I kind of like this idea of him getting personal. You know, of course, the song is called Austin. And his name is, you know, Austin uh, Post Malone. Um, his, his last name is Malone. But I, I really, really love Post Malone. And I love his beats. I love his melody. He has a great flow. And, of course, he had no features on this album. He had no features. Uh, but I, I'd probably say the hottest song is probably Chemical. Uh, but just everything, like, from the beats and then from his voice and then just, like, the lyrics, it just all kind of, it, it, it rubs you in a sense. And it's just, like, a calming type song. Um, of course, Post Malone is a lot of doing, thing, uh, doing a lot of things outside of the music in industry. One of, one of the biggest things is uh, probably his whole work with Reason Canes and Todd Graves. You know, he has his four collector cups. They're doing a whole thing with that, you know, giving out free canes for a year. But, I mean, Post Malone is doing a lot of things outside the music industry. And so be able for him to come back to the music industry and produce and, uh, I mean, you know, make these songs. I thought they were absolutely W songs. Uh, great songs, in my opinion. Um, that I would definitely say go check out the album. Because there's probably a couple of you who haven't really heard the album. It's a good album. Uh, I mean, it, honestly, it, it's, it's old Post. And I love old Post. I love, you know, um, I love white. I love Candy Paint. Um, I love Rockstar. Congratulations. Like all those were W. I don't know if I'd say it was the best, al best album though. Um, I probably won't give it that. But I, I mean, I think it's up there. Uh, I would say Beer Bongs and Bentley. No, I'd say Stoney was probably the best. Stoney is probably the best album. Then Beer Bongs, Bentley, and then Austin, and then 12 Carat Toothache. Uh, but you kind of put it wherever. Um, but definitely go check out uh, Post Malone's album, Austin. Um, I mean, Great, great album. Mr. Austin Richard Post, you you put on a great album, my man. And uh, you're doing a lot of things outside of music. You know, I, saw, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, but like his whole sponsorship with Bud Light. It, I mean, dude's doing a, he's, he's built his brand on the music industry and he's just branching off. And that that's how you do it, man. Once you blow up, take, take what you've learned and what you know and who you are and branch out. 
you know, go start something different because you never know when what you have is going to be over with. Um, you never know whenever, like, it's just going to stop. You know, you're not going to be hot anymore. People are not going to listen to your music. You never know. So him branching out and he's kind of like moving on and doing his own things uh, is, I think it's genius. I think it's great. And I think a lot of more people should kind of follow what he's doing because as far from a business standpoint, he's a, he's a really good businessman. Uh, I, I thought, you know, as far as a businessman, he's making a lot of the right moves and he's doing a lot of the right things. So nothing but cred to uh, Mr. Post himself. Um, but like I said, go check out his album. Definitely a really good album. It's not better than Travis Scott. Travis Scott is better. Some people were trying to say who's going to listen, uh, who's going to have more listens. Is it going to be Travis Scott's album or Post Malone's album? If you didn't take Travis Scott, you're crazy. Just because of how little music Travis Scott has put out and like the hype up for this album and everything is like, you could have, I could have, you know, my dog could have told you that Travis Scott was going to have better, more listeners. Like that was just obvious. Um, it should have been a spread thing of how much and by how much we should have said like 60 million, but you know, that yeah, it is different for everybody. Travis Scott's album was definitely better though. Utopia better than Austin, but Austin was a really good album. I think on most releases, this would be the best album out of the release, but Utopia gets that one this weekend. Kind of unfortunate that uh, Post Malone's album had to be shadowed by Utopia. I say he should have backed it up a week, but people were ready for a, a project. And he was like, look, I've been working on this one, which I'll think about it. And I think he got a love for it, especially from his fans, uh, specifically my um, my cousin. Uh, Maddie's actually a really huge fan of Travis Scott. I mean, of Post Malone. So she she loved the album. I asked her opinion and she thought it was really good. Um, and I got a lot of friends who are, uh, you know, big fans of Travis Scott. And they, they of course, if you everybody loved Travis Scott's album, from what I've heard, everybody loves Travis Scott's album. But a lot of people hated on Post Malone's album and they didn't even listen to it. So that makes me sad. I don't like when people do that. If you, if you ain't listen or you ain't even give it a chance, man, don't offer your opinion. You know, people won't ask you to do different things and rate different things. If you aren't well informed or like have had experience with the subject. Do not give an opinion. Just say, at you know, right now, I don't really know. I'm not 100% sure. Like, just don't say anything. Like, don't don't add on to it. You, you don't know anything. So you can't assume. I don't, like, nobody wants you to assume. You need to make an educated guess. You know, build your knowledge up and then make a guess. Or, you know, give your opinion. But if you haven't even given the album a chance, man, you can't say it's trash because you haven't even listened to it. Or, like, you listen to the first 10 seconds of the, of, a, of the first song, man, you can't say it's ad. You can't say it's booty. Um. Travis Scott's Utopia album, you know, like whenever I first hear Hyena, I was like, what, what is this? Like, what is this, dude? And, it, you know, after a while, I was like, oh, okay, okay. And like, you start getting into it. Now, I would say the back half of his album was better than the front half, but he definitely sprinkled in some good ones that you're going to have to go back and listen to for a second, third time. You, know, you just got to, you just got to add it to your playlist straight up. Um, And so, transition back into sports. That brings us to the end of the show where we're going to hit you with the parlay of the day. Now, once again, if you listen to the end of last episode, we gave the parlay of the day uh, and the parlay of the day hit. So realistically, we should have more viewers on this episode than we did on episode two, because if you listen to episode two and you hear the parlay of the day and the parlay of the day hits, you got to come back to the next episode because I'm trying to make you guys money. I'm trying to make sports books go broke. And that's what we're doing on Endless Competing. All we're doing is competing. All we're doing is taking money. And we're just becoming rich in 2023. We're not worried about that broke stuff, man. Leave that in 2022. We are done with that. 2023, 2024, we are taking over the world and we are becoming rich. And that starts with listening to the parlay of the day. We got to raise money line 
Rays, uh, a lot of these kind of bigger favorites. I don't really like anything crazy, but Rays money line against the New York Yankees. Uh, Tyler Glasnow's pitching. Tyler Glasnow's pitching. It's a W. It, they're they're going to win the game. That's obvious. I shouldn't even be talking about this one. Minus 165 odds. Uh, and that brings us to our next leg. We got Milwaukee Brewers. Corbin Burns is pitching. Corbin Burns is usually a reliever. Corbin Burns is starting today. Uh, minus 210 is their odds. Uh, if you were to take it straight up, they're playing the Nationals, and the Nationals are the home team. I could see the Nationals, you know, kind of do something crazy and just win the game. But I think with the Brewers scoring the most runs in the MLB at the moment, and Corbin Burns pitching, I think they're going to catch a W easily. Uh, and I want to take one with a little bit of like not as great of odds as those uh, to kind of make the uh, parlay a little bit sweeter. We're going back to the Cubs money line, baby. I told y'all earlier. I love Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman is pitching. We are taking Marcus Stroman. Now, I'm telling you right now, if anything sells this parlay, it's going to be the Cubs because the Reds are going to beat them. The reason I say that is because the Reds are hot, man. Ellie De La Cruz, Joey Votto, Hunter Green, they got a lot going on. The Reds are hot. If the Cubs lose, I wouldn't be overly surprised. Me personally, at home, I'm taking the Cubs. Uh, a parlay comes out to uh, plus, it, it was plus 332. Now it's down to plus 327 odds. Um, uh, you know, lines move a little bit. So whenever you get this, it should be around the plus 320 range at the least. Um, but like I said, I can't really give you guys a parlay right now. You guys are going to hear it first tomorrow. And tomorrow, if you want to check out our socials on Instagram and on TikTok at endless.competing, we will be posting a parlay of the day for those days respectively. So tomorrow, I'm going to have a parlay for Tuesday. And uh, on both Instagram and on TikTok, I am working on the graphic right now as we speak. So go check those out and then tell those if you would like or just see if they hit. And once again... The parlay of the day hits. You got to come back and listen to this next episode. And usually we only upload once a week. But right now we are doing it twice a week. Every Tuesday, every Friday. So episode three is coming out to you right now on Tuesday. And then episode four will be coming out on Friday. So make sure you check back Friday on Spotify. And we're going to be on Apple. Po episode four is going to be on Apple Podcasts as well. So if you guys want to check that out, go check Apple Podcasts for episode four. Episode three is only going to be on Spotify. But episode four and from that on, that one on. It's going to be an Apple podcast. So make sure you go check those out. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Will Hintel, and this has been Endless Competing. And remember, guys, never stop competing.